Let's see. What's up, Shining Lights? This is the editor in here, and this is Cloud Nine. And uh, today we uh, we got for me a personal fan favorite and uh, uh, mangaka Brian Folk of uh, who does Flipside Flip Comics. Flipside. Yep. Yes. Thank you for having me on. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I uh, like, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna have to hold back the fan side of me uh, for uh, the, the duration of this, and uh, there's a lot I want to. Not hold it back too much. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. It's, no, uh, like, we see you around, honestly, like all around the convention circuit, and you know, like we go to Yomakana a lot. So seeing, you know, like how far you've made it with your flip side book, like seeing the characters, seeing how fleshed out everything is, you know, it's. You know, I really appreciate you coming on today. No problem. I wasn't busy anyway, so you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's all right. Uh, yeah, and uh, you, from what you told us, I'm you not going out a whole lot lately. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, yeah, I'm like, I guess in, in in a good way and a bad way. I mean, I know everybody has their own like perspectives on the whole thing. You know, we already I know. Good, I guess it's good for your show. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. people have free time. Oh yeah, it's good for internet shows. Mm. Yeah, definitely, I can agree with that. There, it's a good thing you don't do your show on location. <laughs> I'm curious how you're uh, how you're holding up during all this. But before we even get into that, I mean, tell people about yourself and uh, kind of about what you do. Sure. Um, well, I'm the uh, writer and artist of of Flipside, um, the the web comic slash web manga. Mm. Pretty much created it myself. Um, and I've been working on it for a uh, really long time. Yep, that's it. Oh, yeah. Um, I started it in uh, 1999. That's when I first oh, started wow. putting it on. on mm -hmm. And I worked on it until 2004, and then I rebooted it. But, uh, but uh, the old material is all still up online as well. So there's material spanning since 1999 on the website huh working on it all that time it's crazy and i'm actually surprised yeah. like when i'm when i look at a lot of the uh like you know the way that like everything is as, as far as how long you've made it far along i didn't know that it had been going on you know uh you know since 1999 you know but i mean that's truly an accomplishment to keep up a web comic you know for that long to you know be able to draw on the audience and all that i mean yeah. you know definitely yeah, yeah it's a pretty long time if you think about it. Yeah, I didn't even know the series was uh, rebooted at any point. Yeah, well, it was sort of it was sort of soft rebooted. Um, like it wasn't uh -huh. it wasn't like uh, I mean I, I used the term, it's more it was more like um, uh, like I created a re-entry point because um, like the early stuff is really rough. So as as with a lot of people, like a lot of people will will actually like reboot at a certain point. They'll just start over. They'll want to start over. That's that's an urge that like a lot of people in comics have because you get better as you practice. Yeah, and people look back on their old stuff and they think, oh, that's terrible. You know, we all have that. Um, but what I decided to do was I wanted to. I felt like I didn't want to scrap everything I was doing, so I just simply created a, like a re-entry point. I don't know what like you would officially 
call it or just how you would describe it. Uh, I don't, maybe soft reboot. Uh, even that's not quite right because it's like it all takes it's all in universe. Like all the old stuff is still canon, and you can go back and yeah. read it, and it's still relevant because characters that were introduced there are still like part of the, the comic. But okay. uh, if you go to the website and you re start reading from like chapter one, that would be the new stuff. The old stuff I retitled to book zero. That's why I differentiated it. Oh, so okay. Yeah. That okay. was my that's my method of doing it. Like a lot of people have to, to kind of grapple with that, like that thing of, you know, uh, the early work is so rough. What do you do? Do you just like, do you read you back and redo it or you just leave it? You just leave it and just hope that people won't mind. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. What, uh, so what made you decide to reboot it or soft reboot it in a sense? Yeah. Or whatever word you want to use. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just like, it's, that's something that, um, it seems like like all long running comics have to deal with that issue, right? Like, what do you do? Like, if we're talking about like professional comics and professional manga, like for example, like I don't know, you guys probably follow like Berserk, right? You know Berserk. Yeah. So compare See, the I should be following Berserk, but <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you just know, like if you compare like the early stuff in Berserk to like the like the the modern stuff, is a huge difference. In like the the art quality, and even in professional manga, they have to deal with that. But you know, usually they don't have the luxury of going back to redo old stuff, so they just kind of just leave it, and you know, people just deal with it. But with web comics, it's a little bit different because like most of the people doing web or web manga are are amateurs, so the early stuff in some cases can be really super rough. You know, they didn't start as professionals. So when you first started, um, I guess doing a webcomic, like in all this time that you've done it, like since like 1999, like how do you feel as though like the landscape of webcomics have really uh, developed? Yeah, oh, this is a good question. I mean, it's, it's definitely changed a lot. Um, and I'm probably a bit more distanced from it than like some people because I just pretty much sit in my cave and just do my own thing. And not, mm -hmm. you know, very, for whatever reason, but uh, like, but I mean, there's definitely like a time when there was like, I mean, I think in most, and most, you could ask more, most web comics people, and I think they would tell you the same thing. There was sort of like a bubble at some point, I guess in the, somewhere in the mid 2000s, there was definitely a web comic bubble. And at a certain point it like burst, right? I don't yeah. know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Well, so, no, I'm, I'm, no. I know that there was a burst, like what around like 2009, in terms of like comics. But was that something that happened? Did that also affect web comics? Because I mean, I thought that was more of when digital comics kind of became more of a, uh, you know, well, uh, it felt like it did. I mean, there was, there's always, I mean, even there's still continue to be web comics, of course, and like now, like the landscape is different now because they've got these collectives now, like webtoons. Yeah, so, like that's the most popular one. Everything sort of focused into that, and there's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more of these like uh, web. Actually, I guess it's really more kind of driven by what's popular for mobile now, because everything is all very like formatted for mobile with stuff that like scrolls down. Yeah, stuff that's designed to be viewed on mobile. So like, that seems like the biggest change. Uh, no, I mean I think yeah I don't know. Um, Maybe it was more of like a convention thing because um, there was a time when, um, at least at conventions, web comics were like 
like a really big deal. Like they'd have like their own sections and it'd be full of webcomic artists. And now that's, it's like almost extinct now, you know, uh, webcomics are barely a, pre a presence at uh, conventions anymore. Um, and like, so some of the, the, the big webcomic stars of the old are, are just kind of, you know, kind of gone away for the most part. Like there's still some, some of the old people are still doing stuff. Mm. Like I think, Mega Tokyo is still around. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Mega Tokyo. You know about Fred Gallagher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think he's still doing stuff. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm sure he is too. You know, from what I see, you know, post on uh, Twitter. Mm -hmm. So, just uh, been some changes, I guess. So, like when you look at like the, the like the um, I guess the web like how like, you have webtoons for now, right? Like kind of out there, for example, and of course they're like getting. You know a lot of these works like animated now you know how do you feel about that like when you take a look at for example like uh you know like more in the indie scene like do you feel as though there is now opportunity for possibly like for example flip side getting animated at some point you know for a lot of the readers out there that are you know interested in it uh i mean Maybe, probably not. It would be difficult for Flipside because, I mean, for a few reasons, like um, it's more, the main reason probably be like the more adult content of it makes it a lot more difficult to get animated. And then also being like a much more traditionally manga style comic, um, you know, it would really, it would seem much more appropriate for like a more anime style thing, but that's, you can't really, like, that's difficult to do in, uh, you know, without going to like Japan. So, and I don't have really, I don't have connections to like, I mean, I mean, if, you know, if like uh, one of the big anime studios came up to me and, and somehow expressed <laughs> interest in, in animating, that'd be great. But um, I think the language ma barrier makes that very difficult. So uh, I don't know there, there's, there's others. I think the ones like the ones that are more, um, uh, like cartoon oriented probably have more of a an opening there but i, I don't know like uh what have what what, what web comics have like jumped into animation lately so I'm, i haven't really been following that so there's actually been ones like uh with the god of high school which is like a manga. so a lot of manga oh, true. have yeah. actually kind of come more to the forefront in more recent days you know which is kind of what makes me think like you know web comics you know across the web are we going to see a lot more of this right right well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we might, I uh, probably will. I like as that stuff gets more popular, then it makes sense that uh, more of it's going to be animated. Um, but you know, like that stuff is like produced. That that's more in the Asian world. They, they don't quite have the, the same language barrier thing that that uh, like something that I have, but my, I like my comic is pretty unique, I guess, because it's very traditionally manga, but it's made by someone who's like, you know, in the West. That's pretty rare, I guess, you know? No, but there's a lot of care that I can, honestly, when you look at like a lot of the panels, you know, when you look at how, you know, you put care into even your backgrounds, you know, you can tell that, you know, like you actually, you know, have an understanding of the medium, you know? Like when you look at everything, there's actually an understanding of the medium as opposed to just, you know, someone, and I'm not trying to shame anybody, you know, out there who's working mm -hmm. on their own, you know, their own craft, but, mm -hmm. you know, I can tell that you 
took your time with it. You know, I think that's really important. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I've always, I mean, it's, it's just more that, you know, I've always just been very interested in manga, you know, um, like I'm a fan of manga and have been for a long time. So that's just, uh, the type of, of stuff that I've been interested in doing. And I've also been, since I've been doing it for a long time, like I, I started doing it at a time when I was just, it seemed more appealing to, to go like a more traditional route, you know, like, I mean, there's, there's plenty of like manga styled comics on online now, but usually they tend to tend like, especially if they're like made by younger people, they're probably going to tend to follow a more webtoons type route because that's probably the stuff that they are, that they got exposed to first. Right. So mm. it, it, that's why there's like a, that's why I think web, like if you look at the popularity of webtoons, you know, there's a lot more like modern styled kind of manhwa or I guess that's, is that, that's, that's like the, that's what the, you call the like more kind of like mobile friendly, um, ver vertically aligned comics. Right. Like that's, that's right. what talking about, right. Stuff like that. That's not really like, it's not meant to be for like print, like it's not designed for print, it's designed for web. Whereas like my stuff, like being more traditional, like what I mean by that, besides the fact that it's like, it's it's going for like a manga arts, like just like a, like a shonen manga arts sort of style. It's also like, it's, it's copying stuff that's designed for print or that's the style, the style of going for like print comics, which, you know, and then, you know, I try to capitalize that and that by, by making actual books. Fair enough, and uh, I mean it's yeah the the web the web comics or the webtoon stuff they they are they do come off more episodic like you know you when you scroll down through them and it even feels like you know I'm darn near reading a script or uh, watching an anime in a sense. Or yeah, I mean that stuff like it it's you know it, it can it can still translate to like make into like being made into an anime very easily, but. Um, I'm not sure how that works with taking that stuff and translating it to like print versions. I, I feel like they they usually would just skip skip that step um, because it doesn't seem it's not really formatted for print. But I, I don't actually know um, if there are uh, it, some of those things have print versions. So I don't follow that super closely. I don't know if you know. Actually, no. I like me. Well, I don't either. No, but I'm assuming that they oh. don't because, like I said, it's like that sort that style of comic just doesn't. Wouldn't yeah, I don't believe so. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they really have them out there for print. It's not know? really formatted for print. Like you can, you can tell the difference between something that was like designed for mm -hmm. print rather than designed for mobile. It's like it's just a different style of doing comics. Yeah, which is interesting. Know. You know, it's kind of like you see the the medium evolving. You know, in a way. You know. Yeah, and it's it's definitely evolving in that direction, and I mean that's nothing, nothing really wrong with that. It's just very different from like the this my style and like going for more the traditional print route because that's like what that's what I grew up with basically, and it's it's yeah. what I kind of still read. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, tell us tell us more about the uh, the flip side story. The because um, I find. The core, the core characters, Maytag, Bernadette, and uh, and Cress, very interesting and diverse characters. Even, thank you. And um, and I noticed, like in the about section, and, and this might this probably has more so to do with uh, it prior to the reboot reboot or something. But I noticed 
more so Maytag and Bernadette are introduced as the main characters on that. Whereas when I when I jump into the story, um, at least where I came in at volume one or chapter one, uh, Cress is implied as the main character to me. And that's how we kind of got our trifecta, at least in my from my perception coming in here. Well, yeah, probably the way that I, I chose to do it uh, created some some false impressions in, in people. So I, I don't know if it was ideal or not, but like the thinking was that um, like, because that was sort of like, that was the, uh, the um, you know, the that was the, the, the reboot point there. When I, when I first started the comic, it was just Maytag and Bernadette. And then at the um, point when I wanted to like start the story over, I, I decided, actually I had the idea for like the Crest character for a while as like a, like a, a sort of a, a male character that would tag along with them. So I was always planning to do something with that, but I thought it might be neat to use him as a way to reintroduce the main characters to re-jump into the story from a different angle. Mm -hmm. So like the idea there is just that like, he's just like an ordinary kid and then he gets caught up in them in their adventures, right? So, like, I mean, you know, I mean, the first chapter, the first two chapters are called like two women. So, like, I think it's still like, um, essentially, like it's it's sort of straightforward in a way that like it is still like a story about the like those two characters. Like, they're still the main characters, but you get in, you get introduced to them like to to that 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 whole structure of the comic in kind of a backdoor way. I kind of did that in purpose. Yeah, it even I've always kind of felt, I've always wanted I've always been a little bit uh tricky that way. So so just for the for the audience, you know, for you know those out there who are watching, can you quickly summarize what the story of Flipside encompasses like a summary of the story? You know, yeah. for those who may not be familiar. Sure. It's a little bit difficult to summarize because it's essentially um, like a like long-term kind of adventure comic with like it's a, the care. It's about characters who go on like a series of adventures, um, and it's like a long adventure. And it tends to go like do it like there's like I use um, the the premise to essentially like do like all kinds of different stories in a way like stuff that's like more horror themed and then more adventure, more fantasy stuff. I kind of just do whatever I, I, I feel like, but I mean, the overall like premise of the story is just, uh, it's, it's about these two characters and their adventures, but thematically it's, um, it's like, there's a big focus on the relationship between the two main characters. And there's like a lot of, uh, focus on relationship issues between like two different, um, you know, people or entities or, or beings or whatever. And like what, it, you know, whenever there's two major sides to a story or like uh, two, two different, two different people in the relationship who are just different from each other uh but equally both valid in their own way you know what happens when they you know how do they work that out that's essentially like the the major theming behind the comic you know it's sort of like what the war the the title flip side really means you know like side, one side and flip side right yeah so 
So, uh, so it's just like it's. I usually describe it as like a relationship or like a fantasy comic about like relationships. <laughs> Not that makes sense. But it's also essentially just like whatever I like feel like doing. It's just like it's. It's also like a hodgepodge of just all the different things that I like, like horror type stories, David Lynchian surrealist stuff, uh, romantic stuff. Oh yeah, I definitely get those vibes. I'm not gonna uh, say too much uh, for the audience out there that decides to check it out, but especially mm-hmm. when you know hints of uh, Bloody Mary and you know things with the Thin Man come into play, and I, I definitely get the vibes of uh, some of those other horror stories coming in there. And I like how you meld them together. Thanks, and you know, of course, also like shonen manga, like action type stuff, and. Healthy amount of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, <laughs> homages. Oh, oh okay. JoJo, that's that's right up this dude's alley. Yes, you know I'm like JoJo. I mean, no, JoJo's cool, but you know I, I respect the Rocky more than I like JoJo. I put it that way. Rocky, I think, is you know fantastic at what he does, but definitely I can say that. Well, Rocky is JoJo. At all, he at all. is JoJo. Yes. <laughs> Well, I you know I mean I, I hope that you uh, I hope that you notice some of those these obvious uh, allusions to uh, this, this JoJo in there. I, I did, I did here or there. I I've been did. a fan since long before the new anime started and like you know got all popular again. I was I was on the JoJo train for a long time. Now, funny enough, I checked out your series before I ever got introduced to JoJo. So. You know, it was it was interesting when I when I did watch JoJo. You know, I did look back like, wait a minute, I do remember a few things. It didn't really begin its new renaissance, like JoJo. That is this new renaissance in America until like the new anime came out, which is uh, you know, when was that? Like early two twenty tens or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't even that long ago. You know, I did look at the first season. I can say anything about that. Okay. <laughs> you know, I did try it. You know, but. It, it, I mean, he, but he, but one thing that no one can deny is that JoJo was very creative, which is why I say I respect Rocky. You know, for sure, very creative. It is. We could do a whole podcast on JoJo. Really so perhaps you've already done that before. I don't know. Oh, I know um, this dude would probably love to do that. You know, <laughs> talk about JoJo. So, uh, as we, as you brought light to before, uh, the story is told in a pretty much from the viewpoint of a uh, of Cret through Cress. In a sense, you know, you, you, I, I actually did get a feeling that, you know, we that Maytag and Bernadette, Bernadette were there, were the main characters, and Crest was basically there as a spectator. You know, I did get interested whenever it was touched on Crest, but you know, for the majority of it, uh, they were the two main characters. And Maytag actually is a very interesting character to me. I, I'm I'm kind of curious uh, your thoughts behind her creation. Her personality is uh, is almost I want to say uh, neutral in a sense where she uh, she's not too extreme in a, in a lot of a lot of regards, but yet she can be. And in any hostile situation, she can keep a level head or, or keep a level head to level the playing field in a sense and turn it around to, to her favor. She even right. used manipulation tactics. But I, I, I'm kind of curious, what was your thought process when coming up with her personality? Well, basically, the thought process behind, like, her character from, from like, the, the sense of, like, uh, what her, like, how her character is used in the story is, like, 
sort of think of her as being almost like a super, like a hero, you know, like a superhero, except I, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if instead of like having like a superpower, her instead her superpower is just her ability to like talk to people and handle emotions and stuff. So her, her superpower is just her ability to deal with people. And that's essentially like the concept behind her character. Um, and then there's Bernadette who's like the actual fighter, right? Right. So that's the basic thing. But um, yeah, like her, 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 in terms of her, like her personality, she's very like, um, you know, pansexual, mm -hmm. um, super open-minded uh, and just very uh, in control of what's going on. But, but, but also like her, um, her weird, her, her otherworldliness like kind of isolates her from people around her too. So like, um, uh, I want to, I guess I shouldn't, I don't want to spoil too much. I shouldn't say too much because like there, there's, there's aspects that are, they're relevant um, in the current comic that are like spoilers for, for twists. Fair enough. At certain points, but, but. Uh, no, I, I get, I get, the, I get that. The, um, and her relationship with Bernadette, I, obviously, uh, there are uh, a lot of obstacles later on, but it's, I find it interesting how they click in a sense. Cause uh, you, you find out more about Bernadette and her personality is almost more straightforward versus mm -hmm. the complexities you find with Maytag. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, thought process with this opposite of attraction happening? Well, I mean, the, yeah, as I said before, I kind of alluded to like, that's, that's kind of like, goes back to like what the theme of the comic is, which is like taking these two opposite sort of personalities and then putting them together. And there's, there's complicated reasons why they're together, but you know, it's, it's not, there's, there's challenges, um, associated with like what makes them so different and that's kind of what the comic is like about exploring mm -hmm. um but uh yeah and yeah, bernadette is she's she's um she's a lot more straightforward in her personality but like there's aspects to her that resonate for maytag and then vice versa and so you know the, the comic explores that and more of that is 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 revealed as it as as it goes on. Now, so, go ahead. Oh no, I just had a question. So I'm like, when I look at a lot of the pages, I'm curious. Do you stick to just uh, keeping it traditional, or have you um, done any of it digitally? It's all done by hand. It's all done on on uh, boards, like like this. Stone boards okay. by hand. Okay. As I said, I Actually, uh, can, you, can you hold that back up again? Like maybe we can get you know. Yeah, sure. I'm pretty much a traditionalist when it comes to doing manga. Hold on, I want to zoom in on that. I can. Sure. Uh, maybe, uh, click on the screen. Oh, I think this page isn't even up yet, so it's a spoilers. Whoa. Oh. Let me see if I can get it oh. over there. This one is. I think this yeah, I think that was about the closest we could get. I don't know why it's not letting. 
at the bottom of right corner or upper right corner of his screen, you should see like a small. Oh, okay. I see solo. There yeah. we go. Yep. Yes. A couple I happen to have sitting here. Yeah, nice. That looks that looks sweet. Thanks. All yeah, right. like this one is going to be up on Monday, so you just got a sneak pre sneak preview. I feel special. <laughs> Good. But um brownie points with myself because I, I i personally am a, a, a fan of uh more of the traditional style of doing this oh, stuff. yeah <laughs> i like traditional too you know um uh not not yeah, there's something thing. there's something cool about the uh you know having it on the board like that you know, drawing it by hand and all that mm -hmm. yeah and there's nothing wrong with the, the, the more analog the, style uh, analog or uh, the digital style but analog style is uh <laughs> I, I just have a personal gear fit favoritism to that that being said going kind of going back with those characters uh bernadette and maytag i'm, I'm a bit curious here uh if their personalities in a sense or in their experiences uh relate in any sense to uh experiences in your own life yeah um i mean Without going into too much detail, I definitely pull aspects of like my personality and just like or ideas or just thoughts I had, and I use them for the characters. Um, oh yeah, I wouldn't say that like any of them really like not any of the the characters are necessarily like based on people that I know in real life, mm -hmm. but they're just more conglomerations of you know people or ideas that I've had that I just thought would make for an interesting character. Yeah. Okay. So as far as your process, when you're, I guess you could say, working on like, you know, a page or you do you do it just simply based on page by page or are you like, OK, I'm going to like write up so much of the story right here and I'm already kind of crafted the characters already kind of done designs over here. And now I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I'm going to do maybe, you know, this many set of pages on this particular storyline, like, you know, like maybe you have a, a particular arc in mind. You know, are you, how do you, I guess, I just, I'm just curious as far as what is your process when you're working on, especially do, for doing a webcomic for, you know, for since 1999, so like I say 20 plus years, you know, what is the process behind that? Yeah. You know, I can't really speak for everyone, but I have a feeling that people's schedules tend to dictate their schedules. So like, you know, since I, since I do like updates three times a week, I have a tendency to just, you know, do the pages based on that. It's like, you know, I, I do, I, I try to like, like honestly, like I try to work as head as much as I can, but um, you know, so, so sometimes I'll have like a few pages done ahead of time. There's usually not really more than a few pages done ahead of time. I don't re yeah, really like ever sit down and just like do like a whole chapter and then just kick back, you know? <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, not very many people work like that because it's really hard to do, like it takes a lot of discipline to do work you don't need to do. Mm -hmm. And most people just, these days don't tend to be, it's, it's not necessarily a lot of disciplined people, you know, myself included. It's hard to be disciplined, especially these days. So, um, yeah, I tend to do the pages uh, like relatively. You have to say you just to a degree, some, you know, you have to be disciplined to be doing a webcomic, you know, especially to be putting it out, you know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, to a certain extent, you do have to have a certain kind of discipline to be able to maintain, like, a schedule. 
it's true. I mean, it's not easy even just to do like a couple pages a week. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, and a lot of people have trouble with it. I mean, a lot of people don't necessarily even have set schedules. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, well, I mean, I can't really speak to what other people are doing too much because I don't, I don't there's, there's so many comics out there that I don't know, but uh, um, it's, it's difficult. It's definitely very difficult. Um, but I sort of am able, like just for myself, I've been able to like establish a kind of uh, uh, rut to put myself in where I just get used to doing it all the time, you know, working on the next page at a certain time or whatever. And, just been able to follow that. And you also like, it helps, I think for me that I'm the writer and the artist because, uh, although, I mean, if, if I was just the writer, it'd be fine too, I guess. But like, it helps that, like I usually tend to just write stories that I, I find interesting. And usually I'm, I'm, I'm interested in whatever I'm writing. And then if I'm not, I just kind of steer it in the direction of something that I'd be more interested in. Right. So um, that's really key to like keeping your uh, enthusiasm up. If you do, and if, I think if you don't keep your enthusiasm up, then you're just going to burn out. Oh, yeah. I can believe that. You know, I'm sure that might people happens to people quite a bit, actually, or they have like a breakdown or get, you know, mm -hmm. over, you know, too much stress. You know, they're not having fun anymore. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to um, like, I think this happens to a lot of, people, especially like more amateurs, where you get this idea for like this epic story, like I'm gonna tell this epic story is gonna be like a million volumes, like one piece. And then you start doing it. And then, you know, you actually then you don't realize how much work it is until you're actually like in the middle of it. And then you're like, Oh, I'm not gonna finish this. <laughs> you just don't, right? People tend to, people tend to bite off more than they can chew, because they always want to do these like big epic things. And it's not even only comics, like you see that with like, video games too, or you know, people, cr creators who are like, I'm going to make the, the most epic op open world game possible. And then they actually like go to make it and they're like, oh, we got to cut this, we got to cut that, we got to cut that. Probably happens to movie directors. It's so just like, it's a thing that happens to creative people, I think. Do you ever feel like you've gotten it in that situation with, uh, you know, working on Flipside? Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes kind of because like, especially like during um, certain arcs where like I've got three things going. Yeah, there was like a while in the comic where like there's like three different arcs happening at the same time with like each of the major characters. And that was kind of, uh, there was a lot, you know, it required a lot of chapters to like get through stuff. And I finally got to a point where I was able to, once you reunite the characters, you can like tell smaller stories and it still becomes a lot easier. In hindsight, it was probably a mistake to even go that route, but I managed to get through it. You know, but it's that's it's a very difficult thing to get to to get through. You know, but shouldn't we challenge ourselves like as like creators? Don't you think? Like as far as like you know, being able to push that envelope to kind of like yeah, evolve your you know make yourself evolve. Like, do you feel as though like that 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 kind of like helped you as like a storyteller in a way? Like yeah, you should definitely challenge. I think it's it's more important. I mean, it depends on your personality. Um, in a certain sense, you have to challenge yourself, but. Uh, I think that what you more want to do is challenge your ability to do something that is different, that stands out or that is interesting or goes different ways, which doesn't necessarily like require like a big epic 
story structure. I think what you want to avoid doing is get putting yourself into like a slog, like, you know, doing like these big epic storylines. And I mean, bes besides like the big epic storylines often aren't necessarily like artistically that challenging anyway, because they tend to like devolve into um, like, like if you read like, you know, like the, the, like the big manga, it's like stuff like Bleach. I don't know if you've ever read Bleach. Oh yeah. But like, but like towards the end when it's like, it's, it's like these, it's sort of like um, mutates into like these gigantic battles where like all the characters have to be involved. And it's, yeah. for the audience, it becomes a slog. Like does every character has to have their own fight. It's like too much. <laughs> the story would be more effective if like you narrow the focus of like a couple characters. When you like let it bloat like that, it's not even really, that's not necessarily challenging for the right reasons, right? So um, yeah, you don't need to, you want to probably, and, and since most, we're mostly talking to people who would tend to be amateurs who like want to start their own comic, it's definitely um, a good idea not to bite off more than you chew. Definitely start smaller, do smaller stories that can, be wrapped up, if not even necessarily even wrapped up quickly, but just get to the points more quickly. So you can get to some, whatever is interesting. Don't like put yourself into these slogs, right? You can still do challenging stuff, but make it something that, uh, make it something you can finish. No, you know? I'm going to do one piece. And I'm going <laughs> yeah. yeah. to make one piece 2.0. You know, we're going to be going for the next, you know, 50 years. Okay. You know, we'll oh be at the halfway point. Well, I mean, if that's what you want to do, more power. Good luck. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize is that the people that usually, like, like usually when you have, like, Shonen Jump and a lot of these companies that work on these stories that are that long, it's usually not just that one creator. Usually you have a whole team behind them. Well, right. Yeah. They have whole teams. And also they're, like, those, the, the really big ones, they're, like, paid a lot of money. And... They they have a sort of a different paradigm because they're expected to keep like the popular stories going for years, so they have to like keep coming up with new materials. It's a little bit different for them, you know. So there's like a, there's a tendency there to like go for like the more. That's why like all the big shonen stuff has a tendency to be like these big epic quests because they've got to fill material, you know. Whereas like if you're a smaller creator and it's just you and you don't have like a bunch of uh, uh, you know helpers, then you probably should be. You'd be better served going for smaller stories. Oh yeah, and like artistically, that makes more sense as well because usually the smaller stories can get be more interesting anyway. You know, yeah, you get yeah. it's like almost like, like a movie. Yeah, we, like the world doesn't need more big epic Marvel type stories. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't need that. It needs more smaller stories that are just I'm going you. interesting directions or just something that's different that people haven't seen before. It's never convoluted with them now, but um, sounds like you're uh, you're doing pretty well, if not sticking to the normal regimen, if even uh, during these COVID nineteen cases. Yeah, well, um, I mean, honestly, for me, I mean, I can't say that it hasn't like affected me because you know, obviously, not being able to like, the conventions are the, like the main way in which like I make a living, so not going there it hurts mm -hmm. financially, but. But at the same time, like my normal life plan just involves me staying inside uh, working on comics or playing video games a lot anyway. So it's not like I have really changed my lifestyle that much. It hasn't really affected me as much as some people. Okay. And I, I work at home and I'm self-employed, so I don't have to go anywhere if I don't feel like it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's nice, that's the way to go. <laughs> 
it is the way to freedom. Go. Yeah. Society's looking at freedom you. To, freedom to not have to exercise freedom. Society's looking at you as a role model right now. Exactly. They should be. <laughs> but um I I was kind of curious how it was uh affecting you for you know, consider you uh can't go to conventions anymore. And uh it sounds like it is a bit of tighter on the tighter on the pockets with that. Yeah, because uh, I, I mean, just a little bit of a story to uh, hear how I got introduced to you actually um, indirectly at a convention, uh, the Yumacon convention, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I one of our good buddies here, he um, in fact, he's one of the guys who commented. <laughs> it's funny, enough. actually, he's, he's, been, he's actually um, um, decently big uh, YouTuber, uh, the Elite Ace. We've actually interviewed him before, so some of the guests may be familiar with them. Uh, yeah, so. So yeah, this particular time I was hanging out with uh, him and some other uh, YouTubers, uh, the, the Detroit community, and um, and he was telling me how he got your uh, your volume one. I, I don't remember exactly the text on these cards, but he mentioned about your uh, your your um, your flash card or uh, uh, I, yeah, I have a presentation. Your presentation technique where you were flipping up uh, multiple different cars <laughs> with uh, leading them on. He it just caught his eye. He was like, ah, I caught your attention. <laughs> That's how I get people's attention. That's right. Yeah, I was like, I've, I've never seen that before. You know, and like as far as like, I'm, I'm, I have to say, I mean, I have to give you props for that. You know, you really know how to how to uh, draw people in. Yeah, yeah this probably the the main reason I've been able to like stay successful is because like I have a, a way to like um, market myself that that most of the people have trouble with because uh, the the biggest the biggest problem with like being independent is finding a way to get you or like to make money off it basically because so otherwise it's very difficult you know you can like sit around and like make your own comics but like um you know people aren't gonna it's very difficult to like make a living doing that hmm. so yeah so i mean i i found a way to like i like, found a niche where i like I, I can go to conventions and like market myself and you know i'm able to like get people in, interested in the comic and it works for me, you know. As I see, uh, it, it, granted, it didn't. Uh, and granted, it didn't make the that you know my friend there, you know, a long term fan or anything. And uh, he happened to show me the the volume, and I got I got curious about it. I opened it, and you know, one, one page after another, I'm flipping pages. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I remember instantly. You know, this dude was sucked in. I'm, mean, I'm, I had to check it out after that too. I was like, oh shoot, you know. So I'm like, I realized, you know, honestly, you know, like there were a lot more gems in the uh, the dealers room than I realized. You know, like a lot of times people just go through the dealers room and just kind of walk, and it's like, oh shoot, you know, like you can miss a lot of good stuff, you know, in there. That's true. Yeah, you definitely can find some some hidden gems if you if you look around. Mm -hmm. But it can be a big place. It can be easy to get lost. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot. Very easy. Uh, and they That's why you got to do something to like you know set yourself apart, or else you just get lost. Also, as like a person who is uh, you know you know uh, attending the or like you know has a table there. It's pretty yeah. difficult. And I think that that was like what seven or eight years ago when we went that time. So you oh, know, yeah. it's only gotten bigger every year since. Yeah, you definitely had to make yourself stand out. They like, yeah, those dealer room tables they stay packed. It's like you got a sound technique going on there. Yeah, dealers, dealers, and artist alley. You know, like both of them, like are uh, you know 
you know, they're getting bigger and bigger and or well i mean they were up until, until this year or yeah but i'm sure they'll be back next year though i think that's uh i mean it's something so, so what like i guess what really inspired you to really decide you know what this is what i'm gonna do you know like what pushed you you know way back when to be like this is what i'm gonna do and then what gave you the courage to be like you know what i'm gonna be able to i'm just gonna I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it consistently, I'm gonna build a following and you know, I'm gonna and be able to not only build that bomb, but to make sure you kept that following. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it was just like, a, just a, it was a few things, just, um, I mean, when I was a kid, it was either, like the things I was interested in were like comics, also like movies, you know, I thought about, maybe like becoming a director and then video games. So it's gonna be one of those, so. But um, I, I like to draw a lot and I would just draw in like class and stuff and do doodles and, you know, and then after a while I would just like to try to make my own comics, my amateur comics. And then I, I guess it was um, like around 1999 when I first started like self-publishing my comic online. That was just like a time period where it was kind of like wide open to like come in, like do your comic or it, it seemed like it just, um, it was like a great new way to like put your stuff out there and get uh, people to see it. Like it was something that you couldn't do before, you know, like before that, like the dream of like get was, it was just to get your comic published, you know, to like do comics and submit them to like companies. And I would always used to like think about doing that, but um, that was like extremely difficult. But then once the internet happens, you know, you could just put your comics online and it was something that you could, it was never available before. So it was pretty amazing. So, you know, I, I jumped on board that and I, uh, you know, I got lucky enough that I was able to get enough of a, a following that it kind of just snowballed. And then, you know, I, I started to like find my niche at conventions. Nice. So like, who would you say, and it doesn't have to be like a like a manga creator or anything like that, but like what would you say are your main like influences? Um well I mean it would it would tend to be manga creators because that's that's mostly what I, I read. But I mean I mean of course, you know, we already mentioned JoJo and Berserk. So that would be two of them. But um yeah, I don't know. Like, there's not necessarily like one big one where it was like, you know, I, I want to draw like this person. But uh, I mean, when I, when I was younger, it was like really into like Dragon Ball comics. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and now, um, you know, I I mostly read like a lot of like psychological thriller type manga and or gambling manga. That's this kind of stuff I like now. I don't know why, I, like I thought of, even though I have it and I haven't read it, but I thought of like, for some reason, like Bacano or something like that, you know. <laughs> you know, that seems like yeah. Something. Does that have a? I haven't. Is that have a manga? I haven't. Uh, I'm not familiar with like a, but like yeah. I've seen the anime. It does. Okay, I haven't read that one, but uh, yeah, that's good too. Uh, I mean, the stuff that I'm reading right now is like I'm really into Usogui. I, I've always been a well, I've been for a long time being a big fan of like Kaiji and all of Fukumoto stuff. Really Please good. tell me you like uh, some Joji Ito. Yeah, although I haven't read as much of his stuff as like I feel like I should. Like I want to read more of it, but yeah, yeah. Have you, have you read Tomie? Tomie is is the one that I want to get into the most. 
because like the art, uh, the artwork for it, like I always look at the artwork for it and it's just uh, like, she's just such a cool character, you know, the way he draws her. And, um, and there's also like a billion Tomie movies. I've never seen the movies. You know, like I have like the whole collection. Apparently, they're varying qualities. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we'd like to actually get into those. Like, those look really cool. Yeah, I, I've got to get into them too. This guy has been telling it up a storm with that. Dude, series. I have the whole collection. Like, you have no excuse. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, there's there's always more. There's so much manga out there to read. There's always something else. Yes, always something else. And that's. So it makes it a, a grand thing to really be a fan of is the, mm -hmm. the varying creatives, genres, and um, different stories out there to tell. Yeah, and I'm still reading like um, you know some of the like the big shonen stuff that's popular now. Like My Hero Academia is really good. One Punch Man is really good. Oh yeah, One Punch Man. One One Piece is still really good, um, and you know some other stuff like that. We still read a lot of that. I'm, I miss Bleach. I don't know, maybe one of those few people that are like Miss Bleach. <laughs> well, at least the anime's coming back. Yeah, I like Bleach for a while. I, I you know, actually I I read all of Bleach because even when I stuck kind of stopped liking it so much, I still felt compelled to see what would happen. Well, I mean, it never like it was always interesting. Like like in that final arc with like all the weird were they like Stern Raiders? Is that what they were called? Yeah. All yeah. the weird powers. I mean, he, he kept coming up with like all these crazy characters with like insane powers and it was interesting, but it all, but uh, yeah, it never, it kind of went over a, a, a hill and it was never quite the same after like a certain point, after like somewhere in that big arc, that big Eisen arc, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't, I mean like I, I, but I didn't, I wasn't super happy with where it went, but I still read it anyway. Oh, oh. As did all of us. So, yeah. How do you feel, as far as with Flipside? How do you feel as though you, as a creator, are pushing the envelope as far as with comics? Do you feel like you're doing that, or do you, do you, is there something you want to see more come forth with the medium, like in the future? Yeah, I mean, like I try to. I feel like, um, like for me, uh, I try to do stuff that is just interesting to me, and it tends to be stuff that's different from what you would usually see um you know like my also like the the way that my stories are written is 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 very different from like um being from like a more western perspective like that takes on like sexuality and stuff like that so uh it it's um you know in a sense it like it it has a different voice than like a, a lot of other ma you know japanese manga even even though it's more traditionally manga looking, or at least I try to make it look traditionally manga as much as I can. I'm not as, as talented as like, you know, your, what's his name? One One Punch Man, Murata, your Murata. Nobody's as good as Murata though, or the guy who does Berserk, you know. Oh my goodness, I'll never be Murata. A, I'll never be at that level, but you know, for a Western dude, I'm all right, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I think that I like, um, you know, I guess my stories have their sort of unique takes on things that you don't really see in other comics. But as for like what I would like to see other 
comics do. Like I, I like uh, I feel like, um, you know, uh, I I mean personally, my taste. I like to see stuff that's like dark and um, has like these weird kind of supernatural aspects, like uh, like Death Note stuff like that. Oh yeah. I, and and like these like kind of like gambling manga and like thrillers. That's that's like, like Tokyo Ghoul. Ghoul? Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, I've only right. seen the anime for that. I haven't actually read the manga. Oh, but it's. I mean, at least the first season was really good. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, the first season was the only one that followed the manga all the way through. But you know. Yeah, yeah I, I heard that that was a problem with it. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, season two uh, deviated in this route. So, yeah, there was that whole thing, and not to mention it skipped kind of a major section of the manga. It did it feel like a straight up horror, like uh, manga, kind of, you know, mm. in a way. Mm. Not as scary as some of the Junji Ito stuff, but it still got that kind of suspenseful feel to it. Oh yeah, mm. I definitely love the psychological aspects of it. Yeah, you know, much much like I do your series, so. Oh, thanks. I don't know. So, I mean, like, uh, I don't know. There, there's still, like, all kinds of, like, interesting new ideas out there in, in the manga. Like, as far as, like, where manga is going, like, it's it's still coming up with enough interesting stuff. Um, like, I like, just like something like My Hero Academia, which is, like, pretty conventional, shown in in a lot of ways. But I like how, I like, I just like its take on superhero stuff. It takes, like, a genre. The superhero genre, which... I just don't really like that much, like in, like how Western comics. I've never really liked it. Maybe it's just the way that Western comics use that genre or tell it or commercialize it. Yeah. With like their characters that it like are treated more like commodities and like story arcs are just kind of, everything's kind of disposable and uh, they have these like you know giant universes um, and. Uh, it, and it, it's more about how everything fits into that, but like, you know, there can be like a story arc that happens and then it's just forgotten because now we need to do this story arc and let's just have a new Spider-Man. Let's have a new, let's just have a new Superman. We killed him, but we need Superman <laughs> because he's a brand. He's not a character. So let's get a new Superman. And then the old one comes back, you know, the very soap opera-y way. Like it's, it's very, very soap opera, like the way super, and I've never been into that. But like the way, but my hero academia like reinterprets just the idea of superheroes into like a more manga type lens where you know you have the this you still have superheroes doing heroic type stuff, but but interpreted through like the Japanese lens of like you know working for like the just the values are different, like the greater good, like and and working together as a team and growing like and the fact that it's part it's contextualized through high school characters so it's about like growing up too which you know um and like that's you know that's really cool like and that appeals to me more or, or well it appeals to me you know in for in a genre that usually doesn't appeal to me okay they yeah yeah i mean yeah there's all kinds of like interesting manga like, like i think that there's, there's still like a lot of creativity you know stuff like one punch man even though like it's sort of Oh, yeah, I like the way it loves it. Started out as a satire, and then it sort of like it, it a little falls into that trap a little bit of becoming what it's satire, sat, satire. Right. but it's still awesome, you know. It still okay. has a good core, a good solid core idea that resonates pretty well. You oh. know? 
but so uh, I don't know. What do I want to see more of? Just like more stuff like that, I guess. More stuff that's interesting. You know, I always want to see. I just want to see stuff that's like just does different things. But at the same time, I still like my dark thriller, suspense, gambling type stories. So I'm okay with more of that too. Fair enough. Um, we are we're already running up at the last four minutes here. I um I, I do got a couple more questions though. The oh, sorry for talking too much. Uh, you know, hey, hey, hey questions. Hey. I can rapid fire answer them. This, this is. I guess you can get all your questions in. Hey, this is your spotlight right now. So, for anyone watching you that's uh, that's that's new or thinking about getting into uh, being being a mangaka or uh, being just a writer or artist in general uh, on the Western side for manga, what uh, what would you recommend for them coming into this? Oh, like as far as like advice for how to like do it. Yeah, let's say they uh, they, yeah. they have an interest in uh, being a mangaka. Yeah, I mean, I always say just like do what I did and just like put your stuff online, you know, because it's a great way to get feedback and also just to get your stuff out there. Um, and it's it's pretty easy to do that now. Uh, there's lots of different places like webtoons where you can just like, kind of put your stuff online, and you don't even have to be like a manhwa to, to publish on, at webtoons. You could do more traditional stuff too. Just like do it and put it online. And just practice. And 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 get into it as a hobby, not as your, not as like, um, you know. Don't assume it'll be. Just get into it as a hobby at first, and then just see what happens, you know, and see if you like it. Okay. And pretty much the staple question of our series here. We are uh, we're fascinated to hear what everyone's uh, end game is. So. I almost wanted to say it in unison. Like I don't know why. <laughs> like I just wanted to say. I was I was waiting to My see this game. Well, it doesn't involve an infinity gauntlet. Well, it might as well. You know what? You know, what is your end game? What is your Thanos end game? Basically, if you had a gauntlet, you you know, and you and everything goes the way you want it to go. Not literally a gauntlet, but like basically, how do you see things going, or what do you want to eventually? Where do you where do you want your career to go as a manga creator? It'd be great to like, I don't know, like have be contacted by some uh, movie producer and then the, like a million dollar contract. That'd be pretty awesome. But, you know, short of that, I don't know, just uh, keep keep doing it and just have people keep reading it. And my end game would be to my realistic end game would be just to finish it and then, you know, have some work that I could feel proud of, I guess. That'd be a pretty good end game. But if someone wants to give me a million dollar contract, I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, like if anybody's watching, like, hey, here you go. And it's a good comic, too. So, I mean, you, know, oh, you, yeah. you, you definitely would uh, get your money's worth. <laughs> Thank you. Good try. No, yeah. Um, again, thank you for being on the being on the spotlight. And yes, I, I agree. I was going to say this is, most, this is one of the more humble guests we've had on board. Not to say anybody else was that. Uh, and a polite respect for anything, but definitely in your case, I got strong vibes for that. Um, ladies, gentlemen, right. guys and gals, you know, if you're watching from Facebook, like, switch on over to the YouTube channel, double subscribe. like, <laughs> double like, and subscribe. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and definitely make sure that you go to the uh, flip side page. You know, you make sure you check that out. You know, there's a, if this is your first time checking out the comic, you got plenty of material to read too. It's definitely a good read. Will not get bored. Trust me on this. You know, take it from both of us. 
Uh, anyway, guys, is it, do you guys have anything to say before we head on out? Actually, Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate was it. was one person. We did get one comment right here from AM. That was a good lesson, y'all. Thank you, AM. Anyway, we'll see you guys later. Catch y'all later.